0: guys and welcome to another episode of the Balkan Bread podcast. My name's Amina and thank you guys for being here. So on today's episode, I'm super excited because we are doing another segment of Dating Diaspora, which is something that you guys constantly ask about. So on today's episode, we have I want to call them Everyone's favorite Instagram couple because I feel like I always see photos of these two. But without further ado, let's welcome Melissa and Benyamin to the episode where they're going to be sharing their love story as well as, you know, how nationalities have an impact on their relationship.
1: Yeah. So, hi, my name is Melissa. Um, currently live in Portland, Oregon. I'm usually or originally from Priador in Bosna, um, and I'm Bosnian.
2: And I'm Benjamin, and I'm from Bosna too. I'm from, my dad was born in Santa, so um, I was born in Tuesday. But um, but I live in Louisville, Kentucky, and yeah, that's where I live now.
1: You want to talk about how we met?
2: Okay, so let's just dive right in. Um, well, before I actually you know, got the courage to ask out, not to ask her, um, to message Melissa. I was following her for about like three to four months. And then, um, one night I noticed that she posted like a story on her Instagram and it was like about an upcoming trip, um, that she was planning to go to. And I just, you know, I just saw it as my chance to like, like get her to know me (laughs) in a way. Um, So I messaged her, but I was very hesitant to do so. Um, But I finally messaged her and I just said, what the heck, let's just see how this goes. And she replied and I was very happy. And then from there, you know, we started talking, you know, it was just small talk like usual. Um, And then um, we talked for about six months before um, I actually went out and met her, but was there's a lot more that goes into that um so it was like the end of my break so I was on summer break and it was towards the end of my break and that following week I would start back start school again and I it was like a last minute thing I planned it out with her friends uh Medina and Adna and um I bought like a last minute ticket she didn't know I was coming or anything And I flew out. This is, mind you, this is like my first time flying, first time leaving my state by myself. So this was like everything new to me. And um, we even had a group chat between me and her friends. And it was like Operation Nighthawk. It was so silly. But um, they helped me out with everything. They picked me up from the airport. Um, And what Melissa had thought was that she was going to like a fancy little lunch or like brunch with them that morning. And um but and they told her to like get dressed really nice and um when she so they can take pictures of course. And what she didn't know is that I was actually in that restaurant. I was hiding in the bathroom waiting for Adna to give me the go ahead to come outside and like surprise her. And um but before that <laughs> our original plan was to like hide me in a trunk and then have her like open the trunk <laughs> and, like like as if they bought her like presents or something and then like I pop out of the trunk but the trunk was so small I was like literally I was like there's no way I'm gonna fit in here. So um but yeah, so like
1: And she- then so so then I came or but before that like I was at home and so Medina had finals and she finished And he said, she texted me and she's like, oh, hey, like, let's go out to lunch, but dress cute. And I mean, like, usually when we make plans, like, nobody really just tells you to dress cute. So I was like, this is interesting. Like, why do I have to get all dressed up? But okay, whatever. So then I arrived and immediately it was just like, oh, hey, girl, let's take pictures. And I was like, okay, hi. Like, it's nice to see you guys, too. (laughs) And so whatever, we started taking pictures. And it was me and Medina um, taking a picture and Adna was taking it. And then Adna brings me the phone and she's like, well, here, do you like it? And then, like, from the back, like, you hear a voice and Ben's, like, coming out. And then he's like, oh, hey, can I get a picture with you? And then I was like, I just, like, started freaking out. And I was like, no way. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was, like, in awe um, because it was just, like, a total surprise. I didn't expect him to come out. And then, um, and so, yeah, then we had, like, we all had lunch together. And then, like, my next thing was, like, you know like having to tell my parents like there's this guy in town we- and to them life. it was confusing because my dad was like mama? and i'm like Paniye? and then he's like and i'm like Paniye? and he's like well, <laughs> what the heck is he and i'm like, to like i'm not really sure yet and then um yeah and then like my parents met him and they really liked him and we hung out like for that weekend and then we made it official when there was, like, um, an Omladinski suset here in Portland. And it was, like, his last day before he left. And we were watching, like, like, the soccer tournament and stuff. And, you know, I asked him, like, if he was enjoying his time and if he, like, enjoyed his weekends, And he was, like, how can I not enjoy a beautiful weekend spent with my girlfriend? And then that's when it was kind of, like, official.
0: And then we started dating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I love this story. You guys know I love stories. And I'm just over here, like (laughs) listening to this, like, what in the world? And I'm sure people listening are like, this is this is crazy. Like, I wish someone would, you know, do that for me or whatever. But I do have like a few questions, just like follow up. So you guys were talking for like six months or so. And then had you like had you met her I guess you hadn't met her friends before, had you been? Or was it just like all through Social <laughs> Media and stuff?
2: Uh yeah, it was like all through like Messenger. So like this is all like
0: Yeah
2: um last minute, you know. So I I um we have like interacted before like um, yeah,
1: like, when we FaceTimed and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, we FaceTimed when day. we talked for, like, for that six-month period, and, like, Medina would see him, and Adna would see yeah. him, so they knew who he was, and they, like, you know, like, we all had each other's phone numbers, so it's mm-hmm. not like they were complete strangers.
0: Yeah. That's what? awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great, and I think it takes a lot of, like, courage and guts to just, like, do, do that and just be like, what the heck, I'm gonna go for it and just see what happens, and... I'm glad that it worked out really well. I mean, this is great, honestly, seriously, because I feel like you hear about so many um, people, I don't know, like how you were saying how you'd been following her for two months and then you were like, okay, I'm just going to like reply to her story and, you know, see what happens. And I feel like some like guys literally do that and they just like freak out. And I honestly don't think it's a big deal at all. But I love how it turned into something greater. I think that's awesome. So you just never know. You kinda have to, I guess, like shoot your shot and just see what happens. So mm-hmm. um, so you guys have been dating for over a little over a year, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. On the 19th, there'll be a year and four months. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So that is the whole, I guess, meetup story, which was awesome. And for The next part of the episode, we can kind of dive into all of the stuff about nationalities. And so, obviously, you guys are the same nationality. And do you believe that, in general, they have an impact on the success of a relationship? Um,
1: Personally, I think it all depends on how you kind of see yourself. I always think about the future. So I always like, think about like my kid, like, Mm -hmm. am I going to be able to raise a kid with somebody who's not Bosnian? How is that going to impact me? How's that going to impact my parents? How's that going to impact this child that I could potentially raise, you know? And so for me, like, I always wanted somebody that was Bosnian just because I myself, like I'm still really invested in the culture, you know, like I do folklore. I, I like, I speak Bosnian at home. Um, And for me, it was just important to have somebody that my parents could communicate with in Bosnian because, you know, they don't speak the best English. And, you know, somebody who my grandparents can talk to and somebody who can help me raise the kid in like the Bosnian tradition um, in the modern world, however. And so for me, it's really important just to have somebody that's kind of on the same page and is able to share the same experiences with. And, you know, when I make burek, they know what burek (laughs) is and they're not like, what is this, you know? type of stuff but then again like um like growing up my parents never really sat me down and said you know melissa you have to date a bosnian and that's final. like just a bosnian you know they usually just say like as long as he's muslim type of stuff like someone a kibrat musliman and then um and then they kind of just like left it up to me to decide but i'm pretty sure they always knew that like i always wanted to be with somebody that was bosnian so I was never really like kind of forced into dating a Bosnian but definitely mo- Muslim was like the criteria like he had to be Muslim.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, she pretty much hit all the points. Uh for me, it's just like I see it as I see it as more it's just more comfortable for me like um just having somebody that you can relate to just it's like uh, because if if it wasn't that way for me, I feel like there would be a lot of barriers and then like just having to, like you know, like if there's like a family get together, like if it's your fam, or like if it, it was my family, and if she wasn't from the same, um, or she, uh, she didn't have the same nationality, uh, I would literally like have to explain everything, you know, and it would be just so hard, you know. I'm sure we we could have ma- we could make it work, but it's just like it's so much easier when like. Um, you experience something together and you know what's going on and you can understand and then you can relate and you can just look at each other and just like, um, just like, you know, experience, experience it and understand it, And just, you know.
1: Yeah. And this is not to say that, like, this is not to say that like Bosnians shouldn't date outside the nationality. It's just like, we're saying like what worked best um, for us. Like I have family members who um, are married to people outside the nationality Um, and and they make it work yeah yeah, because that's something that they're willing you know to to work on and every day can bring up a new challenge but in the end they just have to decide like kind of what things they want to take from each culture and how they want to shape their lives based on that yeah so all i mean all props to them
2: yeah if you want to make it work you'll make it work no matter what like like with us uh, nationality isn't like the issue but like like distances like it's a like I literally we literally live on the opposite sides of the United States and when you look at the map so but you know if you want to make it work you can make it work like I literally come see her all the time um and
1: yeah yeah. and I'm thankful for that so (laughs) thank you
0: yeah I mean 100% I think yeah you're gonna have sacrifice and things like that doesn't matter you know, what kind of relationship it is and where either person is from or is living now. Like, there's going to be things that you have to work out. But definitely, like, knowing the same language and then there are certain phrases in Bosnia and that's, like, I just can't translate or it's, like, I Yeah. Don't... It, yeah. it just how doesn't do...
2: make sense.
0: I'm, like, trying to think of one, but I can't think of something in the moment, of course. Um, but Um Or, like,
2: completely denatures, like, what how it sounds in Bosnia if you tr- try to translate it, you know.
0: Right, exactly. And then people are looking at you like, uh, okay, like, I don't believe you. And then I always find that if I'm around, like, I don't know, um, other, I mean, obviously, yes, I'm Bosnian American, but like other Americans, and then like with Manila, or with like other Bosnian people, and we're, you know, speaking in Bosnian, and then the American people will be like, oh, you know, we don't like that. Like, we don't know what you're saying kind of thing and stuff like that. and. Oh just learn another language. But um, yeah, I think there are certain things that are hard to kind of explain and understand with another culture. And I think it can be rewarding, like learning about another culture and seeing how, you know, that's going to integrate. But of course, it's going to be different. You know, if you are someone that where religion is like a very important thing in your life, and then you're going to date someone that is of a different religion and I see people do this and not to say that there's anything wrong with it, but if that's such a big like focal point in your life and then they go and date someone that's, you know, a different religion or something and they're very just like pro what they believe in, then that's obviously going to cause some kind of problems later down the line. And it's something that you know, you're gonna have to sit down and talk about with that person. So I think you do have to consider those things. Of course, like it depends on the person, you know, it depends on um, like how much that is like a factor in your life and that kind of thing. So um, but yeah, definitely. I really love everything that you guys pointed out in that. And then um since you guys do see each other pretty often um I guess your families have seen each other met each other and all that kind of stuff Um, actually
1: no yeah they haven't so Ben has visited many times um and I've only visited once and I went with my brother my parents are uh, pretty strict so when it comes to traveling they don't let me go see him on my own like I always have to bring somebody and so um it just kind of sucks to always make my brother like have to take time off, you know, because it's like he wants to save his vacation to go to Bosnia. Um, and yeah. so it's just so much more easier for Ben to come over. Yeah. Um, I've met his parents and I love them, but he started working at a job at Delta. And so that way he could um,
2: fly for free. Fly for much. free.
1: So bless his little heart. He works yeah. so hard just to be able to come see me often. Um, and like I said earlier, I'm really thankful for that. So. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite the journey, but they haven't met, um, I think they'll probably meet around the time that we want to get engaged, uh, I think. It might
2: be sooner, to be honest, we have, like, an otor jamia, um, <laughs> soon, maybe, like, next year, spring, around spring, and, um, I've, like, mentioned it to her dad, and, you know, and her parents are really religious, and I really like that, and they usually go to, like, a lot of otor jamia, um, whenever there is one, and he's, like, he's, like, I remember her dad telling me, like, he would love to go, and, you know, that's probably a prime opportunity for them to meet for the first time, but if not then, then, yeah, like she said, around, you know, Michael like yeah. Borg that whenever I um, decide to propose or, like, you know, bring up that topic to her parents and, like, ask for their consent and stuff.
1: But they have, um, they have FaceTimed. I think their actual first FaceTime yeah. date was like, I think like a month ago.
2: Yeah, they like. It was so up. cute
1: because they were both so nervous. Like And like, it was funny because like while they were FaceTiming, I'd text Ben and be like, oh my gosh, my dad looks so nervous. And he'd be like, oh my gosh, look at my mom. She's so nervous. It was so cute.
2: Yeah, it was so funny. But they like had a car. It's like they. Known like known each, known each other, other for like 20 years but, you know that's
1: how bosnians are they see each other and then they like start talking about the war and then you like 20 seconds into it you find out that like you guys know all the same people
2: yeah pretty, well.
1: pretty much
0: i would say yeah that sums up about like 90 percent of the <laughs> that, like my parents up yeah. with people like no joke and like my dad he was a very just like people person so he would know everyone and you know like even after he passed, I would get people like messaging me or just saying, you know, oh, I knew your dad and, you know, he was so great and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't even remember like this person, like no offense to them, but it's just, it's crazy to think about that. Um, But yeah, I love that. And I think given your guys' like situation and everything, I'd say that's pretty fair. And it's good that they have like, you know, FaceTimed and like, you know, Melissa, you met his family and stuff. So That's really awesome. I just realized I forgot to ask you guys something earlier when we were talking about how long you guys had been dating. And I don't know too much about this, but I just remember seeing like pictures and maybe something on Instagram or Twitter. But um, I want to say it was Melissa that did this, but the like, was it like a photo project for your anniversary? or yeah. Yeah, it was. I called it the Ben Project. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I saw that and I thought that was so cool.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, so let's see. Our one year was in August of this year and six months prior to that. So it was like, what, March or so. um, I was kind of just like looking online at I don't even know what it was. I like Pinterest projects or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to do something big for our one year just because, you know, Ben's such a great boyfriend and I just wanted to show him like my appreciation. And I wanted to do something that wasn't like mainstream. It was new. And, um, I came across this link that this girl posted and she kind of did something similar to what I did. Um, except she, did only places that were in the United States. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I have to do this. This is such an awesome idea. But then I was kind of like discouraged at first because I was like, how am I going to get like all these people from around the world? Like, I don't know people, you know, from every country. And so then I um, was like, no, I can do this. So I made a group on Facebook and I just started adding people like from different countries around the world adding like you know cousins and like certain like germany and austria and contacting some of my followers that i had on instagram for the us and i kind of just explained to them like hey i'm like doing this project i just need you to write um ben melissa loves you so much it has reached blank and then like put the card up against like Mm -hmm. a monument or like a pretty like background that represents your state or country and then send it to me and so then I had all those pictures sent to me, and then I had to get them, like, processed and printed. And then I made this huge scrapbook. So, all in all, the project took me six months to make. And then, yeah, I just, like, put it all together. I think I had over – it said exactly on my Instagram post. I'm not sure, but over a 100 different locations and countries. Yeah. And a big (laughs) shout-out to anybody that helped me because
0: (laughs) it means a lot. Oh, what did you think when you, like, saw that, Ben –
2: Oh, honestly, it brought me to tears. She, um, she was supposed to call me before I go to work to like reveal the surprise to me, and I was like, "Okay, hi." Then maybe like she made something, but I I did not expect that. I um... yeah, like
1: sorry to um, chime in, but I just wanted to like because I sent it to him through the mail, the scrapbook, but I wanted like see his reaction, so I was like, "You, we have to FaceTime and then open the box like on FaceTime, yeah. so I can see his reaction." But he had to, like, go to work last minute, I think, because yeah. he was, like, covering a shift, and he yeah. forgot, and so um, I think I made, like, the Instagram post first, and then you yeah. saw it off Instagram because you you didn't have the box because yeah, you were have, at work. Yeah,
2: the scrapbook was at home, so, I, um, so I, I called her, and when I called her, she said, okay, go ahead, and then she posted it. She posted the IG post, and then I went and looked, and they, like, honestly brought me to tears. I was like, How did you manage to do this? Like, I was just shocked, surprised, excited, happy. All the emotions you could feel, like all the good emotions, they're just, you know, rushing in. Um, I was just so happy and so grateful at that moment. I knew that, wow, if somebody is willing to go through all that just to, you know, do this for me. Like, I've never had that done before to me. I've never had it happen. Uh, That's probably one, that's, that's the best gift I've ever gotten in my life.
1: Yeah, And I just felt like, like for me, it was enjoyable because it wasn't just something that I bought. It was something like I got him like gifts that I bought, too. But it was something, you know, that I knew, like I spent, you know, like six, six months working on. And, you know, it was like a lot of effort and it was just like crafty. And I just felt like I put a lot of like my personality and like my love into it. And so I just felt like out of everything that I could have given him, that was kind of like the best gift just because it was so like personal. Yeah.
2: That for for me too that's what exactly what I think I think that it's it was so creative and it and it shows how um like all the energy she spent making it and just made it worth you know that much more and made it that much um more of a beautiful experience it was such an amazing gift I still remember like how it went and like well, like how I was feeling when Aww. I thought it was amazing.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good example of um, just, you know, not like not valuing so much like the material kind of things. And, you know, that's like the perfect example of like a gift or just something that someone would do for you. Just go out of your way to do that is absolutely incredible. And also like all of the people that helped you do that. I mean, that just kind of shows how amazing like humans can be when we all just kind of come together and, you know, do something for the greater good of someone else. And that just, that just makes me so happy too. Um, But yeah, I think that's really special and, you know, it's something that you guys are going to look back on and you're going to, you know, remember forever and remember for years to come. And it's just incredible. It's awesome. So I guess we'll start Wrapping things up a little bit here, um, okay, so we did all of the, most of the parent questions. I feel like you guys kind of addressed this already, but do you believe that your parents would have reacted differently if you had told them that you were dating someone of a different nationality?
2: Um, for me, yeah, I do believe that they would, um, they wouldn't be for it. Um, I mean, just like I said, and like Melissa said, um, our parents would, you know, they would, um, they would like it for you know for us to be the same nationality for my parents to be able to communicate with um, you know my significant other and for my significant other to you know communicate with them as vice versa, and um, just like keeping the traditions and you know just just like not having a hard time just. Communicating with one another within the family and all that thing, but um, but yeah, like honestly, parents, no matter what they say, you know, we we respect everything our parents. That's anybody, but any parent would come around to their child, like they would never, like no matter what, even if it's against what they want them, what your parents want you to do, they're still gonna love you no matter what, and. Uh, I'm sure even if she was from a different nationality, she, um, my parents would come around and they'd love her just because she makes me so happy. And, you know, I'm sure it's the same for her. But, yeah,
1: yeah. kind of like what Ben said. Like, um, I don't know, that's actually really interesting. I'm going to ask my parents tonight what they would have thought if I dated somebody that wasn't Bosnian but still was Muslim. Yeah, it's a I Muslim think started. not that they would be mad. I just think that they would kind of be like almost like disappointed I think my mom would be more disappointed just because she's always like I mean you know I want somebody that I can talk to I want somebody who like grandma can talk to in Bosnian and this and that but like Ben said I think that if I did date somebody that was you know maybe Albanian or whatever um they would probably just go through a phase where they would be kind of like disappointed and kind of like I don't know like unaware or not unaware but kind of like undecided on it and they don't they wouldn't really know how to feel but then like after a while i think they would get over it and just be like you know we raised her to make smart decisions if she really wants this and he makes her happy then so be it as long as he's muslim that's like their golden rule
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and i think for us it's very like highlighted like you know our parents like you're saying of course your parent would never want to you know say something or they might initially be like upset or something if that's not what they had wanted and stuff like that but they'd eventually come around but I think for us it's very even more I guess important because even from like a young age after everything that our families have been through and that our parents have been through you know the last thing we would want is to really disappoint them and I think it's just more apparent for us in our culture versus you know someone whose parents were born here. And, you know, they just kind of got, I don't want to call it like the easy quote unquote life or anything like that. But, you know, it's different. Like our parents went through so much just for us to get to where we are today. So that's always a thing that's kind of like in the back of my mind too. And um, like you were saying about dating someone that you know, isn't Bosnian, but they're still like Muslim, that kind of reminded me of. So one of my cousins, she actually, um, so she just got married, and she's younger than I am. um, But that side of my family is very religious. And she actually, um, her husband now, he's from a completely different country, and he's still Muslim. But I just remember, like, I was in Bosnia this summer, and I remember they they had come um, together on a trip there. I was there um just like of course by myself you know doing my whole like teaching abroad thing and all that kind of stuff but um i was staying with my grandparents and i just remember cuz he didn't know bosnian but he was he literally carried around like a notebook and a pen and he would like listen to like our conversations and then like she would obviously teach him phrases and stuff and i just remember like i can't get this picture out of my brain like him trying to talk to my grandpa like in bosnian it was it was really sweet. Like, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it kind of, like, hit me, like, okay, you know, this this is what might happen to I me. Mean, you know, like, you know, if you don't um, end up with someone, you know, who isn't boss. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. I thought it was very sweet and cute and whatnot, but it was also kind of, you know, funny and stuff like that. Um, right. So- it just kind of put things like into perspective for me. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, is this how it's going to be, you know? Yeah.
1: And that's the thing, like, you have to decide for yourself what's what's best for you, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. And exactly. if
1: it's something you're worth, you're willing to work on, so.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, And then, okay, so the last question that I have on here, and then I'm going to ask one more thing. But obviously, uh, do you guys feel more connected to each other because you're both Bosnian?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah,
0: I yeah. feel like such an easy like answer. Like, there's yeah. an explanation for that.
1: Yeah, and one thing that I love though is like I'm from Prijedor, so it's a different. It's kind of different because Ben's from Vlasensa. <laughs> and so like for example, like I say kruh, and he says hleb. Yeah. And there's so many other things that is, like, different. And then, like, I'll say something and he'll be like, what did you just say? And I'm like, well, you know.
2: Oh, my God, dude. Like, What, what is that word? Like ladder. Oh, Med- like
1: ladder. They say merdevne. We say lotre. And so when I said, <laughs> we were talking about something and I said lotre. And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, but well, you know, <laughs> ladders. And he goes, and he just started dying. And I was like, why are you laughing? Like, I don't get what's funny. Because and he's like, they're called merdevne. <laughs> and so we'll have, like, little arguments about, like, who's right. But it's just all for jokes. Like I really I don't care. Like in the end, like we're probably gonna raise our kids to say both.
2: Yeah, of
0: course. Right. It is funny when you like talk to people that are from like different parts of Bosnia, even though it's you know not that big of a country and stuff, like Literally, I don't know what it is. It's probably just me and I don't know. But anyway, because my whole family is from Herzegovina. And so whenever I talk to people that are, you know, from like very like northern Bosnia or like, even sometimes when I go to Sarajevo and I'm like, oh my god, you guys are talking so fast. like <laughs> that- to people just like dragging out their words and even my grandparents like they're they don't I don't know they just don't talk very fast and I always compare it to like here in the us how we have like you know the southern states and it's funny because I just happen to live in Georgia and then obviously like the northern states have the reputation of you know talking like faster and maybe being like a little bit I don't know like more harsh with their words and stuff but Yeah, that's really funny. Um, The last thing that I wanted to ask, and then we'll finally wrap this up, is just in general, like what dating advice do you have for diaspora specifically? So, this can be for diaspora that are in, you know, that long distance relationship like you guys are dealing with right now, or it can also be for people who aren't currently in a relationship.
1: Yeah, sure. So I guess I'll start with people who currently aren't in a relationship. I feel like sometimes people are so obsessed with the idea of being in a relationship that they're kind of, like, pushing it too much. Like, they're kind of lowering either, not, I don't want to say lowering their standards, but kind of, like,
2: just rushing in, just being,
1: like, really desperate for a relationship. And I think it's, like, important to, like, take a step back and realize, like, don't follow this timeline of events because you're going to put yourself under so much stress. Like, I think, especially for girls, because we, we think on a timeline, we think like, okay, I need to have a boyfriend by 20. Like we need a date for a couple years. I want to be engaged by 22, you know, married by 23 kids by 27. Like, do you know what I mean? And so it's just like, like, take it slow, take it easy. Don't rush anything with anybody especially if you're, like, on the edge about something just because you want to fit into this timeline. Like, just make sure that you find somebody who makes you feel happy, which is, like, most important. Like, if they don't make you laugh and they don't make you smile, like, they're, not, they're, they're just not for you. Like, you need to find somebody who, who gives you a stress-free life, not somebody who adds on stress and just wait because the right person will come around. Because I used to be really stressed that I wasn't going to find somebody um and then ben came like literally was just so unexpected and i give it time and it turned out to be like the best thing that's ever happened to me and then yeah i don't know what do you have to say for people who aren't in a relationship
2: i was just gonna say um well mine's for people who are in a long distance relationship um that on its own is like a huge commitment it's um you know you're 100% committed to somebody that you don't get to see, like, whenever you want to. Um, You're limited to just like texting or FaceTime with FaceTime is amazing, you know, and being able to see, you know, that, that, that for me, like means a lot. Um, But like, just like, ride the wave and just know that it's going to be better. And it's all worth it at the end. Because knowing that, um both parties agree to be in this kind of a relationship which is really hard um not saying that like um like relationships that you know the the uh, two significant others can see each other like on a daily basis doesn't have its challenges but like you know when you're limited to so little and with like communication which is like probably the most important aspect to a relationship um just just know that it it'll be worth it in the long run, and um you know you guys started this because you guys saw something that can come out of it, you know one day, and um but yeah, so just you know ride the wave, don't push anything, don't rush anything, and just you know stay true to one one another and I don't know just have as much fun as you can,
1: yeah, and like with that, like you know it comes with a lot of compromise and. Um, finding time for each other you know there's a difference between giving somebody your free time versus actually making time for somebody and you know just because Ben is still in school and he's really busy with studies and I'm a nurse so I work night shift so you know I work 12 and a half hours and then I come home and it's daytime and Ben's awake and he's three hours ahead but you know it's time for me to go to bed because I have to sleep over like during the day to then be awake at night And he's big on FaceTime because um, he just prefers that over texting. But for me, like, because I'm so busy with work, when I'm at work and stuff, when he is awake, I can't, you know, I can't FaceTime because I'm so busy doing other stuff. So I can text here and there. So but because I know it's like really important to him, like I'll squeeze like I'll FaceTime him like on my way to work or on my way back. So it's pretty hard like to keep in touch um, when I'm working just because like when he's awake. I'm sleeping. When I'm sleeping, he's awake. But then, like, on our days off, we definitely, like, make time for each other to, like, FaceTime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we text throughout the day. Mm -hmm. But we try to at least FaceTime once a day, uh, like, for at least half an hour. Just so that way we're able to, like, see each other and kind of, like, talk about our day and other things and just get to see each other.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say with, yeah, like, FaceTime is awesome because I think texting is – Good, like definitely, if you just need to like confirm something with someone or whatever. But it's if, like if I have like a conversation with you, I would much rather just like you know talk to you on the phone, and then getting to see that person is like an additional thing that makes it a lot better, honestly. So, mm-hmm. and with the whole long distance thing, I definitely also think that you know even though that's your current situation right now you know like that's not the final destination because if that is the person that you are meant to be with and you guys are meant to spend the rest of your lives together then eventually like you are going to be in the same place like you know same physical location so I think you kind of have to look at the big picture too because I think people put themselves in these long distance relationships and it's like, oh, I don't even know if I, you know, like want to put the effort in with this person or, you know, I don't really like trust them or whatever. And it's like, okay, if you don't have trust, I mean, any relationship that you don't have anything, let alone if that person is like, you know, a thousand miles away from you kind of thing. So I think just looking at the bigger picture of things and like um, Melissa was saying earlier, not having that kind of like deadline ingrained like in your mind and this can be both like for guys and girls doesn't just have to be Mm -hmm. girls but you know saying that you know oh i need to be in this relationship by this age or okay and then i need to be you know engaged by this age and honestly things have changed so much just in general in the world and in like dating and culture and you know so many norms and just things have been broken which can be a really good thing when you look at it from like, a bigger standpoint and the bigger picture because you don't have that expectation that, you know, you have to be doing this with your life, like, in general, not just in dating and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think don't don't put a deadline on yourself because then you're just putting pressure on yourself. And, of course, you're going to have moments where, you know, oh, I wish, you know, this had happened or this had worked out, like, with this person or whatever. But you can't let that kind of just... I don't know, just kind of destroy, like, your mind and just keep thinking about that because then you're basically kind of saying, oh, I'm not, like, worthy of this love because you're just kind of – you're not being a loving person in general. So, um, but, yeah, that's kind of a whole other topic. But I thought those were – those are really good pieces of advice, and I really enjoyed everything that you guys said on this episode and – I hope that everyone listening, you know, got something out of this. And do you guys have anything else that you would like to add or did we kind of go over everything?
2: I mean, for me, I think we hit pretty much everything. I'm I'm so happy that, that I've gotten this chance, you know, to talk to you and to like share our story and I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it was great. Amina, thank you. And what you got going on is amazing. It's truly inspirational. So props to
0: you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of dating diaspora if you or someone you know would like to be featured in an upcoming episode please send an email to hello at balkanbread.com with the subject line dating diaspora thank you guys again for listening and we will talk to you next week bye guys